Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. (laughs) Welcome to the fantasy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of High Five Colon the Podcast. I'm so excited everybody's back and you're like, Hugh, your voice sounds different. And I have to say that that is true. And that's because I'm not Q, I'm Jay. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Jay. I tricked you. And I'm here with my, my trusty counterpart, Mia. How are you doing, Mia? Oh, it's Mia here. And I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> that is fantastic. As uh, as everyone's probably like really surprised, they're like, "Oh, what's that Q sound? Uh, where is that Q sound? The dulcet tones that we've become so familiar with." And mm-hmm. here's what I'll say, guys: Q, he was on his way to the studio to record today. He tripped and fell into a Stargate, and is now in some other realm. He is in some other planet, and Mia and I have to go find him. Yep. Mia, do you have your cargo shorts? Do you have your book bag? Are you ready? I have my towel. You, okay. You, okay. You brought your towel. Did you bring anything yes. else that I put on the list, though? Oh, um, I forgot the ring. Oh, I knew it. You know what? That's going to be important, but we can <laughs> find it on the way. How about you and me high five and then go find Q in the fantasy world? I'm ready. Let's do it. High five. We high five. High five. High five. High five. High five. High five, son. Woo! High five. Don't let me hang it. Wow. Stupendous. Amazing. Honestly, I hope when it's edited, it Q edits my high five, and then a long break, and then the intro music, and then your high five. Because <laughs> that would be so much more accurate to how that happens. Oh, that, yes. Mia, I am excited. I'm excited to be here with you today. Uh, I hope you've yeah. had a very, very good week. Um, I have. At, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, Q is out today. He fell through a Stargate. We're going to go find him. But as always, your weekly dose of movie gestalt and listing is back as high five colon the podcast brought to you by project hyphen nerd is here and we want to talk movies with you guys now mia i think before we dive too much into the topic i think you suggested this particular topic of fantasy worlds and worlds you'd want to live in and things like that so walk me through a little bit about the the genesis the inspiration why fantasy worlds? Why this? Why now? Um, I think I th- so much of film is revolved around getting out of our experience and into someone else's experience. Um, whether that's the character's experience, the writer's experience, the director's mm-hmm. experience, doesn't matter. We're getting into someone else's experience. But what makes it so much more solid for me as a viewer is being able to be taking into a whole other world, not just an experience for a person or a mind or a situation or a culture or whatever. I, right. I love getting lost in a whole other 
world visually uh with lore <coughs> the characters i want i want all of it and i was just like why don't, why don't we explore that why don't we explore the worlds that have been fully fleshed out and created simply to just mm -hmm. get us out of our world I, you know what, honestly, the last year and a half has felt like a fantasy world. It's felt like some other dimension. Doom world. A, a doom world of all <laughs> our own houses. It's like, <laughs> hey, what, what, what would hell be like? It's like my house all the time. And so mm -hmm. we figured out what that looks like. And we kind of event horizoned our way into that yes. fantasy world last yes. year. But, but this topic, you were like, all right, what about worlds that we would want to live in? Like. Mm -hmm. What are these fantasy realms that, you know, you would actually want to travel to? Like, what would get you to buy an Amtrak ticket and go to this, <laughs> you know, world? How would yes. you get there? Why, how long would you stay? And also, one of the things I do want to talk about, and specifically because Q is not here, and he hates oh. when I do this. <laughs> he hates <laughs> when I do this. But I want to talk about some of the ones that you eliminated from your list and Absolutely. why. Because Absolutely. I think that that one, I know we always talk about criteria, but for me, this fantasy world list was, yes, it has to be like something that's fleshed out. Like mm -hmm. it has to be a real world. Yeah. But also it would have to be a place that I would want to visit <laughs> mm -hmm. because there are a bunch that are like, wow, man, like Dune. The world of Dune is so fleshed out and realized. Yeah. and But it's like, I would never want to go to Dune. There's like sand snakes and rebels and murder. I would never, ever want to travel there. Not on my list anywhere. Although I love that movie and it is fleshed out. So like that was, I, I was struggling a lot with, man, this is a really cool place, but I yeah. never want to go here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My So mine... My criteria, see, I didn't think about it. Um, and now I'm questioning it because <laughs> one one and five, I would totally go there. Two, three, and four, I would absolutely not. But my criteria was it could not have been a book first. The book could not have done the work for you. The only exception oh. I have is number four. And I think that's because I think they expanded on the material that they had. And that is what I loved about it. That is actually what I fell in love with. I don't think even if, and I have a very imaginative mind. I don't think even sure, if sure. I read the books that I would have come up with the world and the characters that I saw. And so that was, that's like, um, that's a tier within itself. And that's why it's my number right. four once we get there. But I wanted to hone in on the fact that I wanted whoever was taking me into this world for it to mm. not be a world I could find easily and not be a world that they got help with by someone else's mind before them. So, uh, I, so that okay, was super well, important me, to me and made it difficult. What was one that you kicked out because of that? Like, what was one that you eliminated that you're like, cool, cool world, cool fantasy world, but no. Okay. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Everyone's going to know that I love Lord of the Rings by now. If they've been listening since I've gotten here, I yeah. did. That is not on my list. Ooh, um, surprising. Yeah, yeah, that's not on my list. Um, mostly, well, because you said the book. It, you said you put it yeah. in the realm of the movie had to create that world. That world was yes. a thousand percent uh, uh, Tolkien. So uh, Absolutely. Uh, I will say, not to give anything away, but I did not have that criteria. So there <laughs> are some on my list that started as a book, but I felt okay. either represented or shown well enough that it encapsulated the idea of the world um okay and maybe that was because i was lazy and like all the ones i really love come from books <laughs> i i like the whole like on my notebook of course as the listeners <laughs> you guys can't see my notebook but joey can see my notebook and there's like a whole boop like this yeah. whole top <laughs> section is just just me I'll, trying to save my own ass here. <laughs> it, 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 like it, it, for people who can't see me, just held it up and it looks like a map at the beginning of a, of a Lord of the Rings book. She like drew <laughs> her entire own fantasy world. This this is Anime Central over here, and up here is Modeling Cove, and like uh, down here, you take this path. 
Oh, I he love says it. all I of would... that as my makeup is done and I'm wearing an anime shirt. I will, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I don't know you, Mia. Come on. You do know me. You do know me. <laughs> I see. I I kind of I fell into some of that. Like there was okay. uh, there were a couple of worlds where like Narnia is one, obviously from the books, mm -hmm. very well established. Yep. I don't love the films if I'm being mm -hmm. completely honest. And there's a lot of Narnia I just wouldn't want to be around. Like there's yeah. witches and lions that want to talk to me. You know, pass. Like, it's a hard pass for me on the Narnia one. Um, mainly because you have to be a plucky British kid to get there, apparently. Oh, um, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> that that <laughs> takes Harry Potter out, too. You got to be a British kid to get up in there. See, okay. I, and I will say this. That is one mm. that may be surprising to listeners of this show. And I will foreshadow. Harry Potter is not on my list. Uh -huh. and one of, It's not on mine. One of the reasons uh, is because that fantasy world is our world with fantasy yeah. elements. Yes. So I I really tried to stick with other places. So mm -hmm. I, I even got so specific because I was really struggling with like Blade Runner, like a Blade Runner type Ooh. future world. Like mm -hmm. it's still our society. Yeah, but they're smart robots. Like it's different. I struggled with that one quite a bit. I won't. I won't uh, reveal whether or not it made the list yet. But okay. I did struggle with that one because how much of? Well, let me ask you. Like, how sure. much of a, a visualized future would you consider a fantasy world? Um. <sighs> That's a good question. That's a really good question, especially since like to go along with that for for myself, I had thought the same. I want it to be mm -hmm. as out of our world as possible, even if that means we are in our world for a short time and then we are in a whole other different world yeah. later on in the film. Um, as that makes I it just, like a Stargate, if you will. Yeah, you know? yeah, like that. Um, I just want something other. Even, yeah. even even if it means we get a little bit here, I, the rest of it has to be other. I, so, like for sci, for like sci-fi genres, I think the more I think that actually boils down to the creatures or characters, and less about the technology, which is interesting because sci-fi is so wrapped around the yeah. technological aspects of it. I think we've seen so much of of what technology can do and what we want it to do that I right. think eventually humans will get there. But as far as other creatures, no matter what we come up in our mind, that, that says nothing about what could actually be out there. So the more ridiculous <laughs> these, these other creatures in these sci-fi films look, the more out of our world I am and into that world yeah. I become. It pulls you out of it. Well, again, it, it mm -hmm. gives you that, uh, that, that, fulcrum that stake in the ground of okay that's not a warthog right <laughs> like, it's something alien <laughs> when whether that's like dimensional alien or other planet alien like i i was like i said i went back and forth on like what type of future would instill a quote-unquote other world um mm -hmm. and i was thinking like you know like i robot too close to this world minority report yeah. too close to this world mm -hmm. but something like planet of the apes maybe that's yeah. thousands of years evolutionarily in oh, the future yeah. yeah so maybe you know i was <laughs> i bounced back and forth and listeners are probably being like no that totally counts or like that does not count and, yep. and that that was the argument that i was having in my head the whole mm -hmm. time um it was fun though because as you said it is just nice to not be here on earth yeah. with people doing the things that they're doing. That they like, do. Yes, that they do. So with all that said, I think it's time to board our plane, jump on a magic carpet, get those tickets and fly off into fantasy world. Mia, are you ready to list? Oh, I'm so ready. Let's list. This is where we make a list. The list. Three, two. Okay. Okay. We are 
We're getting started now. Uh, this is when the opinions come out and the truth starts to fly. So, Mia, what is your number five? That wasn't supposed to rhyme, but it did. <laughs> um, my number five is Monsters, Inc. <gasps> I am very <laughs> upset at myself for not even thinking <laughs> about Monsters, Inc. Oh, I'm going to like wither down the chair. Oh, no, no, no. Don't wither. So here's the two worlds that I had for five. Lilo okay. and Stitch and Monsters, Inc. And the only reason why I went Monsters, Inc. Like, uh, the, so between the two films... Lilo and Stitch is, is actually, despite the fact that it's kind of honed in on certain mm -hmm. characters, it is also very, um, there's the other characters have their own arcs, have their own stories yeah. within that film. And in that regard, it almost surpassed Monsters, Inc. and was my number yeah. five. But what, but Monsters, Inc. won because we got to go to their world and yes. stay yeah. in their world. Um, mm -hmm. and it was a fully fleshed out world. You had work, you had, you had, <laughs> even though there were definitely similarities between our world and that world, sure. you know, there, there was the creatures were believable. I believed in the system that like, they don't use deodorant. They use odorant because they're monsters. Yeah. They want, <laughs> they need to, the, the worse they smell to, to us, the better they smell to themselves. Um, that that was actually one of the th one of the points for me too. <laughs> I was I, just like, well, they have I, other products for themselves. <laughs> oh, I like I said, I am kicking myself on the on the video because I cannot believe that I didn't think of that. And I will agree with you. Not to like, I'm not even. I'm agreeing with your list a million percent. Yeah. Between Thank those you. two, I would have asked you to go toward Monsters Inc. as well for the same yeah. reason. Lilo and Stitch is an alien that comes to our world. And the whole thing right. is like in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I could argue that Lilo and Stitch is the better movie because of Agreed. the familial themes and, mm -hmm. you know, the resonance with which the story takes place. But Monsters, Inc. is such a world. 2319! 2319! Yes. <laughs> like they have codes, they have systems. Um, they do. And, they have chartreuse and peace. <laughs> They do <laughs> chartreuse and pews. Yes. Oh my goodness. Why would they? Why would they label <clears throat> them those colors? I why? don't know. So, so confusing. Um, Literally, it was only done so I could bring it up on this video because I, I, of the I'm sheer really, ridiculousness of it. I, I honestly, chartreuse is such a fun word. It's not it my is. favorite color, but it's my favorite color no. to say. I think. <laughs> It's like, oh, what's your favorite color? Not chartreuse, but that's <laughs> how I start all of that. I, like that. Um, I, I love that. And honestly, it's not my favorite sequel within the Disney Pixar mm -hmm. realm, but Monsters mm -hmm. University fleshes that world out even more. Even more, yes. Because you get the sense that like there are other companies and there are universities that filter into jobs. Like there is a level of society yes. and it it is and and a great a great great movie. So man, the Monsters Inc. world, I I'm kicking myself for for not having that on there. Um <laughs> all right. Well I, I will say though my number five is relatable. Because it's also okay. a cartoon. It's also okay. comes from a cartoon. And Good. my my number five is only at number five because of how scary inherently the world is. But it's just so magnificent that I had to have it. And it's hmm. the spirit realm from Spirited Away. Yes. Yes. I, it is so beautiful. It is so well realized and literally mm -hmm. nothing about it except for the pigs and the little girl feel any sort of earthly or human. Nope. And everywhere you look in it is just another either weird, fantastical, funny or scary thing. Yeah. And I just I love that idea of there's a, a realm, a dimension right on the underside of ours that sort of feeds off of ours mm -hmm. and is the world of magic. And there are dragons and witches and 
spells and monsters spirits oh i just yeah yeah and so every that one just calls to me with how good it is how well put together it is but again i'm an adult and i like to eat food and i Mm -hmm. you know i feel like i take good care of my kids but i would not want to go to that world because it's scary i i agree (laughs) it's scary and and beautiful dirty and yeah it's so if weird be, without a. If I could ahead. be the dragon, if I could be the dragon, I would go. Okay. Uh, uh, Haku, Haku. Haku, yes, that's it. Yes. Uh, a friend of the show, Jason Marsden, voiced Haku. Oh, oh. snap! Okay. All right. Okay. That is a great <sighs> choice. There were a lot of Miyazaki realms that. I, I had to limit myself to it, but that one is just so well done. So well I drawn. completely agree. Completely agree. Okay. All right. Time number for four. me to do my number four. My number four is Planet of the Apes. Hey, that's <laughs> I said the thing and you said the thing. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the only one I have that is that technically takes place on our world and mm-hmm. also was a story first. But mm-hmm. I I was thinking about it last night and there are some characters that when I think about them, I start like looking over my shoulder because I'm like, please, I just don't, I really need you to not be real. And um, I can't remember the bad guy, but the, the bad ape, but that oh, ape oh, yeah. scares the shit out of me. I I cannot yeah. I cannot with that one. Um but the but the whole world that world I was in it. It didn't feel like it was our world. It actually felt like it was another planet that that was going through something entirely different than our planet did even though that wasn't the case. That's what it felt like to me right. as a viewer. Um I believed the scenarios. I believed the characters. I was invested um everything that was that was meant to be effective was effective like the storytelling was incredible it just it had to it had to be on my list it had to be on my list just because it broke my rules so beautifully (laughs) and that's what i mentioned earlier is that it is in its core and that's one thing you know if q was on this episode he'd talk about the genius of rod serling but Mm-hmm. That's what's so genius about that movie is that it is essentially another world, another movie, another society. Yeah. But he, the twist is that it's not. Um, and and I want to make sure you are talking about the Charlton Heston original, correct? Um, no. Oh, you're talking about the Marky Mark remake in 2001. Marky Mark. Mark no. Wahlberg. No. I'm t- I'm talking about the trilogy set that we got, the the oh, entirety. The yes, the entirety oh, oh. of it. So sorry, so like I was not the, clear. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, yes. War for the Planet of the Apes. Yes, all those. All of it. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, I was stuck on the actual like original movie Planet of the Apes or um, mm-hmm. the abysmal Tim Burton remake in the early aughts. Um, yeah, that's. You're talking, well, I mean, you're essentially talking about that same world, but you're talking about the trilogy of movies that of how that world was created as opposed yes. to when Charlton Heston went into the future and lived there. Yes, yes, okay. exactly. Because it, it felt you. like an entirely you. different experience than the original mm-hmm. film, at least to me anyway. Yeah. So yeah. that is why that trilogy set is what is doing the thing. No, for me. I, 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 I totally agree. And honestly, in my mind, you know, being, uh, I would be the technical winner, I guess. But even in my mind, <laughs> it, still, it still fits because that world mm-hmm. is the same. So the Planet of the Apes, the Charlton Heston, is the same fantasy world from the trilogy of movies that you're saying. Yeah. It's just the beginning yeah. of the timeline versus somewhere near the end of the timeline. Um, mm-hmm. I remember... Man, there's something about I'm, I'm going to spoil that 2001 Planet of the Apes remake, but that one was that one ended up being funky because essentially the crux was we accidentally sent a smart monkey back in time and like 
subverted evolution and then Marky Mark was just like in he went back in time in the same like wow I didn't even remember it that way (laughs) well that's the thing and I don't think anybody really does and I'm just I, I watched the first like 30 minutes of it not too long ago but it's like the first bit of it is they're in space Mark Wahlberg and smart monkeys are in a space station and a monkey gets launched into a pod and then Marky Mark gets launched into there's a big thing. He crashes and he's gone back in time, but it's, but the monkey had gone back further in time mm. and then like back to the future to like evolution essentially. Okay. 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 And, and so cause Holy the crap. twist at, the twist at the end of that movie is that Marky Mark comes back to our time and it's like a, a monkey Abraham Lincoln sitting on the, in the Washington Monument or whatever. Oh or my God. <laughs> monkeys have evolved into our society at that point or something. Again, okay, okay. it's, it's nonsense. It's pretty terrible. That's yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am proud of myself that that isn't the one that I picked. I just want to, I'm also proud. I of feel you. like, I feel like Q would also have high me for that because I don't not that one. <laughs> I am pretty sure that Q also does not, is not a fan of that film. Um, okay. All right. Even better. Oh man. I, you know what? I, I'm kind of going to align and mirror your choice again, because mine is one that came from a story first. Okay. I do feel like the movies are what encapsulated the world. Okay. Um, But it's, but it's also one that sort of, if you really want to dissect it could take place in our world as well. But Hmm. my fantasy world number four is Oz. Oh, okay. I feel like when I was when I was researching all of my stuff, if anyone was going to pick Oz, it was going to be you. <laughs> Either me. Honestly, Q may have because of his love for Return to Oz. Uh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. But there is just something. I mean, one, the 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 original story that it's based off of is extremely well fleshed out. I love just the idea okay. of it. But the mm-hmm. movie, I mean, just The Wizard of Oz, the Technicolor achievement that that film was, you did get mm-hmm. a sense of a journey. Like, there was a world. There was Munchkin City and then a road and a forest and fields and cities. Yeah. And there was – there it was a fleshed out – and it looked beautiful. It was all on sound stages and all of that, you know, good stuff. But yeah. it just looked awesome. And – since then, you know, they fleshed out Oz in other movies with Return to Oz and Oz the Great and Powerful. Even shows, and yeah. Many, yeah, even the shows that kind okay. of went back and forth, like Allison, uh, or not Alice in Wonderland, but um, there was an Oz back and forth show, I Re- think. Yeah, yeah. I forget what it was. I think yeah, it had Vincent D'Onofrio in it. <laughs> no diet. <laughs> Jay! Wow. Come back. You mentioned Vincent D'Onofrio three times and he just attacks me in my house. (laughs) Um, Wow. D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio, (laughs) D'Onofrio. So Oz, I don't know. It's just there's something. I was going to say magical, but that's stupid to say about Oz. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's just like a cool, it's a cool place. And I don't always feel like I was in danger. Like if I lived in the Emerald City, I'd be like, "Hey, this is cool." You know, I'm like, "Look at that horse; it's different colors." You know, I, same. Especially, oh, I just remembered, like that the musical Wicked. Like it, there's been things that have Wicked. popped off of uh, off of it that the world has mm-hmm. definitely been super fleshed out. I I like that choice. I like that choice. Thank you. Yeah, I wanna I wanna be Dorothy. You know, that's just. I'll I buy want. you some red heels, some glittery red Thank heels. You. So you can click them. You're welcome. I would, I would look amazing. I think you would. <laughs> okay. I was, I was just imagining it, and now all our listeners can too. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> all right. You want to do number three before we head off into commercial break? Absolutely. I love it. My number three is Princess Mononoke. 
<gasps> you went with a Miyazaki <laughs> film I too. Did. Oh, I did. Oh, high five. <laughs> <laughs> we both oh, just I hit our it. cameras. <laughs> I love it. My okay, thing well, about... tell me, tell me yes. about Mononoke. Why? So I felt that Spirited Away was the obvious choice, so I didn't pick that. And I now think... you're making me feel bad. You're insulting no, my no, choice. No, well, come on, for... man. why do we do it? For me, for me, it felt like the obvious choice to clarify. Um, but Princess Mononoke is immediately my second favorite, followed by House mm. Moving Castle. Um, oh. But yes, I know. Uh, but Princess Mononoke is a world developed in a thought. The entirety mm -hmm. of that film revolves around man versus nature. Mm -hmm. Okay? And yeah. the world is built around that thought. So it's not meant to be our world. It's supposed to be a depiction of this battle. And even, even when you're watching the film, there's no clear winner. There's no clear <laughs> yeah. side taken. Like yeah. Miyazaki took the time to ride and skirt around that thought throughout the entirety of the film. Even though it is super beautiful to watch and to feel and to breathe in. And also, it's a movie that, quite frankly, scares me. There are creatures it, it is. It's, there it that is more terrify adult me. than most of his. And all Absolutely. of his, I would say, are leaning towards being adult movies. Yes, they are they are adult leaning for sure. But Princess Mononoke was was that step into really getting yeah. into the adult thought processes, especially with an idea like that man versus nature. Mm -hmm. That's not a that's not typically a kid topic. Um and Oh God! Uh, you know, there's a the white wolf, the mother wolf in that one. Mm, yes. So she she doesn't terrify me. She isn't what terrifies me. Um, I I mean, but when she like laughs or smiles, mm -hmm. that terrifies me. And then there's like the warthogs or whatever. They scare yeah. me. And of course the 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 embodiment of nature at the at towards the end right. also like there it's eerie even though it's my second favorite like mm -hmm. that world is fleshed out enough that you are feeling for yeah. every character it's it's just it's beautiful it's incredible that is that is a world i wouldn't want to live in for very long <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> i would live you in it just it. long enough yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just long enough you know what you know what we should do you and me what? Uh, we should start our own business where it's like a travel agency, but we send you to these fantasy worlds. We would have to figure out the how to do it, like the dimensional time travel. Sure, but sure. I think we could. I'm on the cusp of that. Okay, um, so but we're about to go on an adventure where we go to all these worlds trying to find Q. So I feel like we're already going yeah. to gain some experience. We'll just try exactly. to make some connections on our way. Exactly. So we'll just be like, hey, buy a ticket. We'll send you to Mononokeville and then we'll bring mm -hmm. you back before danger happens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You don't have to I'm experience all, trauma. I'm down for this. I'm down for this idea. <laughs> I, I want us to do it. I, I really like that one. You know, Mononoke uh, one is a extremely well fleshed out world. Um, I and I have to be in, in full transparency show code here. Nature and big nature is one of the things that at the essence of me, I am terrified of. Oh, absolutely. Um, I remember when I was growing up, I used to have like, you know, you have everyone has their own recurring nightmares. Yes. Um, one of mine was I was just swimming in the ocean and I was surrounded by gigantic like whales and sea creatures. And it was nothing that was it that was the whole dream was just me like floating in the water i could breathe underwater and there were just like giant things around me and it was the most terrifying dream for me i don't know why was it like overwhelming things. i think it was just the idea of like look at these huge things and i am so hmm. like insignificant and an ant to this oh my like God. that type yes. of stuff just eats at eats at me a little bit uh and so mononoke segueing into that has a mm -hmm. whole bunch of big nature things oh so my god yes. kind of like, eh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh no. if i were in this world right now i would yeah. be in trouble <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna like squint i think i've only seen like 40 percent of mononoke the whole time I'm like yeah because you're like <laughs> 
There's it's not like it's barely blurry, but good. Yes, it's not like Totoro where you're like, oh, this is this is just cute everywhere. Totoro is like that's their kid movie. Like when anyone asks me what should I show my kids, I always say Totoro. It's like that's the one. And then Mm -hmm. when you get to like high school and college, go to the rest. Yes, absolutely. Because it's like it's it's like you were saying before. It's basically kid adjacent. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, hey, remember all that kid stuff? What if we put that into an adult movie? It's like, yeah, okay. But yeah, like, yeah. no, it's like the most beautiful movie you've ever seen. It's like, it's I pastel can't. adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell pastel, me yours. I'm ready. Adult. Okay, so my number three, I I had to include something from Star Wars. I It was just not possible for me to not include something from Star Wars. Sure, sure. So I was going through all the different worlds and all the different planets. And honestly, where I landed was Bespin. My number three is Bespin, Cloud City. Okay. From, well, Cloud City with on the planet of Bespin, but the world of Bespin. I just love the sky world. It's like Jetson. Sky world. <laughs> yeah, it's like living in the Jetsons. Like, you know, everything is floating in these clouds and these cities mm. are suspended and everything is beautiful all the time. And... You know, not for nothing. It's a pretty, it's like a well-to-do part mm. of the Star Wars universe. And so, like, yeah, yeah. everything's nice. Lando Calrissian's living in luxury. You know, he's like a, a baron. He's got that nifty cape. Like, mm. if I'm going to, like, if I'm going to be in Star Wars, you know, I don't want to be in Mustafar. It's all the lava and Darth Vader's no. castle. It's too hot. I'm a sweater. Um, you know, Tatooine, iconic. But yes. come on, he's going to live on Tatooine on purpose. <laughs> like, uh, Coruscant, way too crowded. You know, I, okay. I don't want to yep. be the, the whole, the whole planet's a city. It's like New York City as a planet. No, Ooh. thank you. Yeah, no, exactly. No. So Bespin. It sounds like it smells bad. Sorry, I just had to oh, say that. I, it just sounds like it smells bad. <laughs> honestly, I cannot imagine a reality in which Coruscant does not smell like shit. Yep. Oh, hot, have you ever been to the Star Wars universe? You no, know, I totally agree. Have you ever been to um, Bourbon Street on New Orleans? Yes. Um, not when I was old enough to do anything about it, but yeah. yes. So if you happen to remember 17. that smell specifically after it rains, that is what I think it smells like. Yeah, honestly, I agree with you. I think Coruscant <laughs> probably smells like, you know, like wet tissues use condoms and sadness. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and bad choices. A lot, a lot of bad yeah. choices. <laughs> yeah, that's just, yeah, I agree. But yeah, so that's my number three is I had to narrow it down to something in the Star Wars universe, but Bespin was uh, was my, my final choice. Okay. So, all right. Uh, We have reached the point now where it's time to take a commercial break. We're going to listen to some of our sponsors. Um, Obviously, always, as always, brought to you guys by project-nerd.com. But while we keep our search for Q in the fantasy worlds, let's listen to some, some of these sponsors, and we'll be right back. like sissy salads we ain't got that shit come on down to nothing but lard try out our sophistication with our lard souffle lard pie lard sundae lard on a stick lard artisan pizza lardisan pizza <laughs> a lard shake a, an extra lard hot dog that's not a thing. <laughs> is any of this a thing? Lard nuggets. If you bring on down that coupon to nothing but lard, we'll give you 20% off your next order of lard. Have you ever eaten three large buckets of lard at once? An extra lard lard? <laughs> Have you ever been called a lard ass but thought, I didn't eat any lard today? <laughs> you... <laughs> That Outback Steakhouse is too whippy. You come on down the lard. We'll give you up them diet lard. <laughs> Fuck a salad. 
We can make lard salad. And we're back. That was a that was a pretty epic commercial break. I love um, those guys. They're the best. Felt like I went on a journey with them. We're just truly. Oh, all right, Mia. <laughs> we're here. We're at the top two. Um, we are. Some may some may be surprising. Some may not be surprising. I'm excited to see where you landed because I have really enjoyed uh, the ones that you've brought up today. So, Mia. Let's see your number two. I think my number two is going to surprise the shit out of you. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh, I like that. <laughs> my number two is Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> I made it through that film. I made it through. Look, every, if, if you haven't listened to any oh, so any good. of me before, which you should have, because why? Yes, what, what on earth are you even doing with your life? Um, I am not a scary movie person. And while I wouldn't technically label Pan's Labyrinth as, in its essence, meant to be a scary movie, it is definitely a scary movie. Yeah, yes, okay? it is. You got the hand guy. No, oh, yeah, nope, nope, not a fan of that one. Not a fan. That's one of the ones that makes me look over my shoulders, like the bad guy from... Uh, uh-huh. uh, Planet of the Apes, for sure. It makes Cornel- me look over Cornel- my shoulders. Cornelius, right? Is that the name Cornel- of it? I think it's Cornelius. See, I yeah. despise it enough to not want to know the name. <laughs> but uh, it is. So in 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 my, my search for these f- films, uh, I should have taken into consideration whether or not I wanted to attend them. Uh, because this would never have made my list. Because, uh, no. But it is also one of the, I think it's the only film... Yeah, it's the only film that starts out in our world and then mm-hmm. ends up in another and then lands back here. But the other yeah. world that the that the little girl main character goes into is a fully fleshed other world. Man. And so it's like she's like a princess there and uh-huh. there is and and whether or not and and listeners, I hear you typing and tweeting whether or not you're going to say, well, that whole thing was an illusion so she could escape the real world. It was still a world that we visited in that film. So yes. I'm a thousand percent on board. It's a world with gigantic frogs, with mm-hmm. kings and queens and princesses yep. and riddles and puzzles and mazes and feasts. And darkness. Can't eat. <laughs> so much darkness in that film. So much Even darkness. Even in our world, there was so much darkness. But fa- that fa- the design of the fawn character. I mean, Doug mm-hmm. Jones in it, like it's just so good. Wasn't he all up in that film? Doug Jones. He was like more than one character. Oh, I'm sure Doug Jones. He for sure was the eye guy. He, he for sure is the eye guy. He's the fawn. I'm pretty sure. And I, he's, I'm sure okay. he did something else. He is all over some Guillermo del Toro movies to him. And Doug As Jones are like this. Like he was the, the fish monster in shape of water. Right, um, right. Incredible. Is, he is uh, in both of the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movies. Right. Um, man, he's also just, incredible. yeah, he's also incredible. So Doug Jones, huge fan of him. Huge greatness. Huge important part of Pan's Labyrinth, which is absolutely a fantastic, fucking awesome movie. It truly ah. is. Guillermo is one of my favorites personally. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't label Pants Labyrinth as my favorite Guillermo film, um, but it, he's such a mastermind at what he does, yep. just a truly a genius in his own right, and uh, I could not, one of his films had to make it, and the one I think best fit the criteria was Pants Labyrinth. He, he creates worlds. Yes. So, so well. And there's, um, and Q and I have talked about this before on the show, but he loves the idea of like the troll market, the troll mm-hmm. world. Yes. Because that's in Hellboy. It's in his Troll Hunter show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book about it. Like he loves that idea. And so I, yeah, I, I love all the stuff that Guillermo del Toro um, creates. You said it's not your favorite though. And without making you decide a favorite, Rattle sure. off some of your top two or three Guillermo's. Like, 
what what type of del toros are your oh see now you're gonna now you're gonna make me look it up because of course hellboy is one of them mostly because it always feels like it's not a guillermo fit yes honestly (laughs) i I love it hellboy would be on my list of top guillermos like he is oh really he was born to do that that movie and him and ron perlman work so well together um yeah i i love it i um did you have you seen devil's backbone that's a bit more horror no oh crimson peak is one of them though look shape of water was such an incredible masterpiece to me anyway to me it was so good i was worried maybe you wouldn't be about it but for sure no no i mean i i i love it. it probably wouldn't top my list of del toro's but it okay. would be close to the top because it's a masterpiece. He really he he really goes out there and does some stuff because there's some on here that I wasn't I wasn't prepared for. I wasn't prepared for Kung Fu Panda two or Puss in Boots. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Uh, like I I didn't even know about the Hobbits, and I didn't know about well, uh, Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, but, he. Uh... He he definitely uh, does. Uh, also likes to reside in scarier worlds. Is he doing Pinocchio? Shut the uh, he door. might be. He's writing it, so he didn't okay. direct all those. He he writes a, a shit ton. A lot. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So he he's directed. I mean, a lot of the stuff he directs is like horror adjacent. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. He's he's all about it. Um, I would I would say Shape of Water, and then yeah, and then Pan's Labyrinth probably. Just in terms of full blown Guillermo yeah. is all up in here. That is what I would pick. I I would be in that realm as well. Pan's Labyrinth is probably my favorite of his. I just mm-hmm. I think it's a masterpiece from beginning to end. Sure, uh, sure. But man, you're I mean Hellboy and Shape of Water and Devil's Backbone. There are so many that you're just he. He, he kills it at. Yes. Um, I need great. to, oh. I need to say real quick before we get to your number two, I need to say, I totally have a thing for people loving beasts. Even if I can't handle looking at said beast, I really, really enjoy it. And I think that's why shape of water is my top pick for, yeah. for Guillermo films, because I mean, who who would want who would want <laughs> and she I, wanted and it worked I mean, i'll be honest they ruined that bathroom though like the whole the flooded they, they the, really the did. wood is never going to recover the <laughs> no. wood is never going to recover <laughs> um, okay i just needed to say that we're we're good uh, let's go to your number 2 now okay so my number 2 is unequivocally a fan choice like it's one that i oh. just love it okay. did come from a book first, mm-hmm. and I am inherently basing my choice of that from the book world because the movie oh, that was okay. made from it kind of sucked. Not kind of sucked, super sucked. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> my number two fantasy world is Stephen King's Midworld from the Dark Tower series. Okay. I, I cannot... It, I've talked about it on the show before, but Mia, I haven't talked to you about it. Uh-huh. Dark Tower series of books, those seven books and his addendums, is probably one of my favorite just series of novels. Um, okay. Mid-world, okay. Midworld in those books is essentially another dimension of reality. In that, in that world, um, or in that story, every facet of reality exists together and that there is a fulcrum at the center of everything that exists and it's mm-hmm. controlled by this tower this dark okay. tower made of like black obsidian and oh, there is a there is a king who sits in it who is basically like in charge of time and he has gone crazy and he is killing time and destroying the world and that's why things are getting bad in all these different realities anyway Midworld is this realm in that story that collects a bunch of stuff from all the different realities. So there oh. are like Old West gunslingers and posters for the Wizard of Oz movie and 
um, Harry Potter like Quidditch like uh, sneeches that people have been like developed for real and oh, wow. light like lightsabers and guns and it's just it's magnificently crafted and realized mm. and in the books it's fantastic it's somewhere i want to go i want to see all the worlds i want to see the towns i want to see the the there's uh creatures you talked about creatures there's yeah. a creature called a billy bumbler that uh it looks like like <laughs> part rat i know part raccoon part dog with like a possum tail and it's, oh my god and it talks it can say words like a parrot and oh it's that's a loyal, so cool i know it's a loyal best friend and his name is oi because he's trying to say boy um oh. they're like good they're like good boy is like oi and so they call him oi again that's it's adorable. just magnificent and i love it and i want to go there and i wish the movies had done it justice and I, mm. or I wish the Amazon series that was going to get picked up about um, the prequels had gotten actually picked up and fleshed out because that could have been good too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a show would have been better. It would have. Mm-hmm. I just, I want that world done justice to, and I feel like it hasn't. So that's why okay. it's high on my list because it just, it needs, it needs to be it. out there. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, isn't that the world that uh, it comes from? Yes, kind of. Um, so okay. it is related in in Midworld. It's it kind of the fulcrum. The species that it is. Mm-hmm. Shapeshifting another, demon. Yeah. Another <laughs> one of those creatures. A shapeshifting demon that feeds off emotion. That's the important okay. part. Okay. It's a species okay. that feeds off of the emotions of other people. It okay. fed off fear. And you meet mm. like a cousin who feeds off another emotion. In the Dark Tower oh. books. But he connects everything. Like, and, and even this may be dumb to some people, but I love it. Like, Stephen King becomes a character in the book because the Dark Tower is trying to stop Stephen King from writing the Dark Tower books because it's helping the, the ah. story go along. And so, like, the fact that Stephen King got hit by a bus or hit by a van in the late 90s, he wrote that into the book about... Oh, shit an attempt on his life from the bad guy of the book and yeah turn your turn your pain into success i guess jeez it's just it's it's so well weaved and fun and i just Mm. i love it i recommend it to everybody read it read it read it read all about it yeah all right jay we're at the number one and i am so I'm so excited because all of yours have been so good this time so what Mm -hmm. is what could be your number one I think my number one's gonna be real intense. <laughs> my number one is Star Wars. Just the whole now, thing. It's not just a fleshed out world. It is a fleshed out universe. A very yeah. well fleshed out universe with with full like uh, creatures that have their own backstories and cultures and and just. Sorry, I just got a heart palpitation. But oh my goodness, it is Star Wars will give you heart palpitations. They really, Don't really worry, will. everybody. Don't worry. Star Wars give you palpitations. <laughs> it, it's just like ah, it's it's more than just a world. It's a whole universe. It's it's <laughs> oh, it. That I think I just. And then I had to confirm. It was mm. a movie first. There was a book being made, but the movie still came out yeah. first. And so that is what I am going off of. And that is why it maintains number one status. And you know what? I, it's not my number one um, mm-hmm. because I've already, you know, I've already said yeah. the husband thing, yeah. but I could make the argument to totally like restructure my list and agree with you because of how mm. well fleshed out it is. I mean, you have the original trilogy, of course, and then yeah. you have the other six movies that flesh it out even more, but even mm-hmm within shows like the Mandalorian or clone wars or Amanda has, has gotten me and we're watching through rebels right now. Okay. Um, okay. And all of those take place within the star Wars world and universe and mm-hmm. reality. And a, a lot of cre- I mean, all the credit for this goes to Dave Filoni, the guy behind all those shows, but yeah, it fits so perfectly into those worlds. And it, like, 
fleshes them out even more as opposed to just making them bigger and more confusing, yeah. which is a tough balance to do. And so honestly, like trying to pick, like, I love the idea of just saying the Star Wars universe is the fantasy world to live in yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it is, it is really hard to choose just one or one time period mm -hmm. within within that universe or that existence. So. Exactly. And there's so much, there's so many planets that are named mm -hmm. and listed and explored within the, within the films. Like, and known, like known, like their <laughs> histories, like yes. Kashyyyk. People know that che Chewbacca's and Wookiees come from Kashyyyk and that it has a history and yeah. it's insane. They, a whole culture, a whole fully, re like everything. Just that is, that is, uh, within my criteria, Star Wars meets and fully beats like a thousand times over what my criteria was. And bonus yeah, that I it wasn't from a book first. See that, and that honestly is probably that's a good segue for my number one. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's my do it. My number one, I think, is a good juxtaposition to yours. Because mm. I mine comes from a book, and I think it's the most fleshed out fantasy world in all of existence, and it's Middle Earth. It is Tolkien. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. I okay. I just fully believe, and to your point, um, or something you said earlier, and I really I, I latched onto this because I liked it. You're saying like doesn't take its doesn't take its DNA from other things. Yeah. Middle Earth and what Tolkien created is like the genesis in my mind of almost everything like Westeros and Game of Thrones mm, is a thousand yeah. percent based on that structure. Star Wars even has a bunch of that. It's like Middle Earth yeah. in space almost, yeah. you know, with the yeah. same types of tribes and same types of families. It's just what, and he created not one, but multiple languages that yeah. have rules and that have things. The, um, uh, uh, Silmarillion. Silmarillion, yes. Silmarillion, which I have and have read, not in recently, but have read, is, oh my God, just a history textbook. <laughs> There's so much to pull from there. It's just like the fact that it is, it's not a narrative. It's literally just reading a history textbook of a land that doesn't exist. Incredible. And it's, it's baffling how much is in there and that's why it was my number one it was just like the between the languages and the worlds and the histories and everything mm -hmm. um man it's just it and it led the way for so much now it really did having said that i a thousand percent am saying because it's coming from the books the tolkien did all of that work we are blessed as a society that the movies weren't abysmal Tr truly beyond blessed because you could have gone so campy you could have gone so campy there are so many ways i mean and trust you know we have like the harry potter books that we all like i mean the harry potter movies that we all like and enjoy yeah but the stereotype the joke is that movies adapted from books are bad so mm -hmm. to make movies adapted from those books whew, so scary so the fact that the first three are great, incredible, is just wonderful. So not only do we have a great book world, but we yeah. have it mirrored and done well in the movie world. So for me, bloop, catapulted to number one. Um, that makes sense. But yeah, but man, I love that though because like, ooh, yeah. I thought yeah. you were gonna ask this. I've uh -huh. gone back and forth. Oh really? I there are some like Gondor. I think would be fun. Like the height of Gondor within middle earth. Like, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. the city of man at its high point would be great. Okay. But it's still kind of like medieval and yeah. violent. And that's not really my bag. Like I would probably want to live in the Shire. Okay. It's just like tea and walking around smoking a pipe and you just uh -huh. kind of farm and everybody's nice. And every year you have fireworks. Like, yeah. Every year. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Ridley Wizard there? stopping by, like that's uh, yeah. I, I think Mordor is definitely out. Um, the you know the forest, it's too scary. Um, uh, 
I mean, I could be friends with Tom Bombadil. I'd be okay with that. Uh, Tom, oh, you know, I could actually see that. Yeah, just I hanging out with full Tom on in the see wood. that. Tom and Jay. I'm trying to remember our... what's the name of the um of the elf elf. Oh, um, city, Elrond? No. <laughs> no, that's his, that's the elf dad. That's the name. <laughs> that's a, that's dad. That's, that's so bad daddy elf. Rivendell. Rivendell would be a good one. Okay. Yeah, I think that's Rivendell. the one that I was going with. Or like Lothlorien, which is like their, you know, heaven oh, city. Oh, no. Lothlorien. That's the place. I don't, that's the one. I don't know if I'd be allowed into Lothlorien, though. That'd be, I, oh, I would have see? to really, really be a good elf. If I got put into term. into uh, Middle Earth, I'd have to be an elf. I'd have to. I would be I, so well, upset if I wasn't an elf. Honestly, with your grace and everything, like you probably <laughs> the, the sorting hat, the sorting hat would totally put you in elf territory. An elf. I, I am so see. I would be scared to Middle Earth sorting hat myself because I really feel like they'd be like, "Yeah, dwarf." <laughs> <laughs> Here's an here's an axe. Go get in the caves. I'd be like, no, and that would be, be like proving the point because I'd be like, no, yes, and stroking my beard. What do you think Q would be? Um, Q would want so bad to be a hunter, um, okay. like uh, okay. like an Aragon. I, yeah. I I think he could pull it off too. A roving, okay. a roving like wanderer, mercenary hunter, Kinda druid. Fire deal going on there. Yeah, prob probably. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I would imagine that. Either that or dwarf with me. We could dwarf okay. it up in the caves together. I would imagine. And now, now I'm going to uh, see about creating some art where you two are uh, dwarves <laughs> and do. I'm an elf. <laughs> Please do. I want that now. I need that now. Um, yes. Oh man. So that's 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 my number one. I uh, I okay. We got to go back through because I don't think we shared. Any major ones? We both had Star Wars, so that's going to be uh, yes. way high. Uh, and we both um, had Miyazaki, we shared Miyazaki. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so okay, go back through your five through one, and then I'll do mine, and then let's figure out what this top okay. five should be. So, Monsters Inc., Planet of the Apes, Princess Mononoke, Pan's Labyrinth, and Star Wars. And yours okay. was Spirited Away, Oz, uh, basically Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, um, Middle World, Mid World, and uh, Middle Earth. Earth. Yeah, Middle Earth. So I, here, here's what I would propose. I'm totally fine with putting Star Wars as number one. Okay. Um, I had Star Wars on my list. You had Star Wars sure. as your list. I, we are both advocates and fans. And honestly, like I said, any day of the week, I can flip back and forth between Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. So absolutely, I'm a thousand Same. percent fine with Star Wars being number one. Let's make we have, uh, Middle we Earth number two, though. Love it. We have to have okay. Monsters Inc. on the list. <laughs> You're that upset. You're just like, it has I'm, to be on her. I'm, I'm fine with it being five, but it has okay. to be on there. No, <laughs> let's keep it at point. five then. <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, so, uh, for uh, the Miyazaki film, I think should be number four, but which Miyazaki film should be number four? Oh, man. See, here's the thing. I, I kind of want to put Mononoke. Okay. And and let me tell you my reason. Sure. One, I love that you brought it up. It's not talked about enough as a Miyazaki mm -hmm. film, so that's mm -hmm. fantastic. The other is that it is a different world. Spirited Away is like Earth, but a spirit dimension of Earth. Okay, okay. Mononoke is a other thing. Yes. And for that reason, I'm totally fine with it. Okay. Now we need two and three. So we've got Midworld. Well, two, two we had Middle We had middle Earth uh, for number two. So we really need three. Oh, sound like. yes, that's right. We need three. So our choices are Pan's Labyrinth, Midworld, and Oz. I'll throw out Midworld because it is primarily a book and the movie okay. sucked and I'm the only one who's really infatuated <laughs> with it. So I'm totally fine with we, we can knock that off. Okay. I, I would say number three should either be Pan's Labyrinth or Oz. And I'm Oof. fine with it being Pan's Labyrinth because um, I just love that movie so much. 
<laughs> it is your it is a, apparently your favorite Guillermo film. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Um, so I would be okay with doing that. I, I'd be fine okay. with saying uh, Pan's Labyrinth is three and Middle Earth is two. Okay. Then I uh, think we have our list. You want me to, want me to do yeah, the thing? Read, read it back, do the thing, make it important, but I'm pretty sure that this is the best list ever. Our top five fantasy worlds are at number five, Monsters, Inc., at number four, Princess Mononoke. Yep. At number three, Pan's Labyrinth. At number yep. two, Middle Earth through Lord of the Rings. And at number one, the entirety that is Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Beep, beep, beep. I want two tickets, Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We're getting two tickets out of here. I don't know where any of these that Q landed I kind of think he just like went to Neverland and is hanging out with like Peter Pan. We didn't even look. You know, there. that's he. Yeah, I tell him all the time, and I've said it on the show. He looks like a debonair pirate to me. I said okay. that the moment yeah. I met him, he still holds to that. So this suits him. He recently my- uh, redid his facial hair to debonair pirate. Um, mm. So you know what? I think that's where he is. So, hey, guys, before we get out of here, if you haven't already subscribed to the show, subscribe to the show. Find us online, highfivethepodcast.com or any of your social medias. But other than that, here's what we really want to share. Project-nerd.com. There are so many shows and content that you're going to love. Improv murder podcasts, con advice tip shows, makeup shows, uh dress up shows, get board gamings. We've got everything. You've got to go listen. You've got to subscribe, stick with us every week, but we're coming back next week with another episode right now, Mia, you and me have got to go straight on till morning and find you in Neverland where he's pretending to be a pirate. Yes. All right. Until next time, everybody. This has been Uh, the We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Farting your skeleton out of your body? (laughs) Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.